Quick question, Larry, um, for uh, folks out there who are trying to to penetrate retailers. Mm-hmm. How high up the organization are you trying to get? What have you found is the right level to generate the support that you need to, to actually get some traction? Your key, I've, in my experience, has been able to enter at the, if you want to call it director and senior director level. If you start going above into the VP, SVP, COO, C-suite level, you typically have a lot of people buying for that attention. Uh, Where I've been successful is when I see a retailer that matches my criteria for what I want to accomplish, I actually try to find articles, events, things like that, where other technology providers that don't compete with me have been successful there. And then I work with them to try to understand how did you drive success Mm. and really start to build a relationship with that technology provider. And in the end, typically, if they like me and they trust me, they will then help me with an introduction into the retailer that I'm targeting. Um, So this is exactly what we would teach somebody in a job search. Find somebody who's already working at the company. Yeah. Right. That you can make nice with, build a real relationship with. Yeah. And lo and behold, you end up finding that you have an advocate, somebody who's willing to make an introduction for you. And you've, you've kind of begun to cross that trust chasm by proxy. Right. Yeah, because yeah. Larry's introducing Bob to Felipe and Felipe already trusts Larry. And well, then there's probably some basis for me to at least go into it with a positive bias instead of starting off neutral or negative because we have no basis for relationship. So I think that's a, that's a brilliant strategy. I love that. Well, it's helpful (laughs) because you're not just messaging or pinging people and sending false emails about your solution when you really don't know what the retailer wants to accomplish and how they want to do it. Um, So taking that type of approach has proven very effective Uh, And sometimes you get in at the director level and you start having conversations and it's not a pitch. You're not pitching. I never pitch. I just go in and talk. Uh, And people will tell me this is the wrong place for you. And I thank them for that because it saves me time and money. Right. So there's nothing wrong with hearing no, uh, because it helps you really kind of evolve where you want to position yourself and how you want to go. So it's Mm. just. It's very compelling to do that. But again, a lot of folks don't take the time uh, to do that. Uh, they're, you know, they're spraying and praying. And if that's their strategy, great. Good luck. But if you want to have something that's real and tangible in two to three years, then you, you have to pay your dues at retail. Retail is not like healthcare, uh, where everything <laughs> is just constantly churning. Retail is conservative, consistent, reliable. All of those kind of things. No matter what everyone says, people still manage retailers and build stores and sell them and staff them and labor them and inventory them the way they've always done. You just need to understand how you can help them do it better. Let's so, talk. so let's talk a little bit about. You know, we we, we found a retail partner that were aligned, and, and the the retailers found it may be a technology partner that looks like. Mm, there's something there. This, this merits further exploration. There's been some build of trust, you know, market viability, all the things, Felipe, that you were talking about as well. Now it's time to go do the POC. 
unless you're just going to go buy lock, stock, and barrel and go deploy this. Uh, yeah, you're not going to do that. So now we need to go do a POC. I think this is really critical. Can you guys kind of talk through it from both sides, how to set up a POC that's going to work for both sides? Where, where an acceptable outcome is, it didn't work because, right? So it doesn't always have yeah. to work. Now, yeah. it may iterate, but but can you guys just sort of talk talk us through yeah. a, a successful POC? Felipe, you want to start? Sure. Yeah. So you you started with a really interesting point. So let's define a POC, proof of concept versus a pilot, right? So a pilot is the whole point of, yes, we are vested in this. We want it to succeed. We will do whatever it takes to succeed uh, versus a POC is it may not. Uh, and that's where we start as well. We uh, we start with uh, saying, what are the KPIs uh, for this POC? What what does success look like? And what does success not look like uh, versus, so that we can move on? A lot of times, and it goes back to a previous conversation, a lot of times we go out expecting something to work some way, but because of the relationship, we quickly uh, pivot from it. We quickly say, you know what? That's not what the store partner, or the store employee, sorry, HEB uh, term partners, uh, the store employees um, uh, want, you know, or they're not using it, or you know what? The customers broke it in the first day. Uh, but if you have the relationship, if you are and the and the vendor or the supplier, the partner is willing to uh, to work with you quickly to resolve it and to improve it. You may still have not just one, but a series of POCs, one after the other, exactly. until you do have a successful one. Yeah, yeah, and then you have the pilot <laughs> before the rollout, right? So uh, that's that's really what you do. Is you you want to have, and this is very key. You want to have somebody who's the champion slash the owner of the POC in in the yeah. uh, in the retailer side, uh, as well as a project manager. Yes, it can be the same person. Generally speaking, it shouldn't be uh, because different mindsets, right? You want someone who's able to have that day-to-day -day communication with the store part personnel and and with the uh, incorporate and the uh, signing the, uh, the 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 dotted line, etc. Versus the person who's actually saying, "Hey, let's make this successful," and working with the with the, uh, the provider to make it successful. Yeah. That's that's my take on it. Larry, um, it's it's really in some ways retailer dependent, but I think a lot of ways our approach is typically crawl, walk, and run. Uh, we don't run in and say, you know, give us twenty five stores and we'll do the POC. Well, we come in and we start talking about a two store pilot, uh, and during that two store pilot, what we're trying to do is help the retailer begin to articulate the value hypothesis that are specific to their business need. Um, so, you know, we will go in and maybe install in two stores and help them start to build a baseline understanding of what this new insight can bring to the business and then help the project manager slash champion begin to learn and understand how to socialize it throughout their organization hmm. because they, I can't be pounding on doors demanding meetings. That's not a partnership approach. I'm not trying to sit in front of the COO once a month and say, here's what we're doing for you. I'm trying to help my champion and my 
project manager be successful and teach them how to sell the value of what we're doing, for lack of a better term, or socialize it throughout their organization. So that's kind of more of a crawl. Uh, when we get into the walk, really what we've done there is we really started to pique their interest. This is where when I come in for a kind of an update meeting or a session, you know, you might, <clears throat> excuse me, you might have two or three people initially. When you get to more of a walk, you start to have like 20 people that want to participate mm-hmm. in the session because they now understand there may be some value here. And we start talking about how do we go a little different or what have we learned and how do we need to maybe reroute the value, as Felipe mentioned. Uh, And then run is really where you're, you know, you're literally down the road a ways, but you've checked the the ROI box. You've proven that you're a reliable partner. You know, you can deliver on what you say you're going to deliver on. Um, You can help manage through the conflict that ultimately is going to arise, not only at the retailer, but between the retailer and you, uh, that you're collaborative, all those kind of things. And then you start to talk about how do we commercialize it? And that's down the road and people need to be patient and understand that takes time. So that's kind of our approach. It's more of a crawl, walk and run. And I love it. It makes a lot of sense, Larry. So kind of a lightning round question a little bit for, for each of you. Um, Uh, for Larry, it is, would you, and and let's use Felipe's sort of framework of POC vis-a-vis pilot, but would you, Larry, would you do a POC for free? And then Felipe, the question for you is going to be, should he do it for free? But go ahead. I would if I have the right alignment and understanding of what the value hypothesis is going into the POC. If there is no alignment on what collaboratively we're trying to accomplish together, then no. But if it's the right retailer, the right partner, the right project manager, and the right situation for me, um, then yeah, I would consider it. I would okay. consider it greatly. Felipe, I, I agree 100%. Uh, it, it depends on the, on the partner. It depends on the relationship. It really goes back to that, right? If all you're trying to do is a company calls you up and says, hey, we want to do a free POC, but all they want to do is again checkbox or to say, uh, yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah, we wasted your time and wasted your money. Then no, you don't have to do it for free. Or at least do what Larry said and and, and ask for something back. Is that well, what what am I getting from it? Are we gonna yes. eventually what are the KPIs? What's the success? What is what's next? Uh, before we moved on. Yeah, yeah because add on I mean, that, it's 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 ahead. it's really the last thing any innovation or emerging tech partners should want to do is to cram hardware or software into a retailer on Mm -hmm. something they don't want, don't need, or can't use. If you do that, you might as well stop calling on the retailer. Well, but but here's where I'm getting at. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, somebody who might be listening, who, you know, has found that, you know, senior manager, director person who can articulate a need that they've got looks like maybe the solution can address that, you know, in an effective way, you know, are willing to do the crawl, walk, run, which I would completely agree with. Um, but the retailer's like, but dude, like, I don't have any money for this right now. Like, can you guys just work with us, you know, let's do this for three months or whatever the right time period is three to six months 
to kind of start to prove this out so that I can start to sell this upstream. As a salesperson, I would kind of think about it, but I would really want to know what's going to happen. What are you willing to commit to if you know, these KPIs right. you know, have been met? Sure. Is, it, is it something as simple as a press release that I can market against this? Is it, you know, we're going to go from two stores to 20 stores. We're going to, you know, you're going to go find a million dollars so we can go do more with this. I mean, like, it's like, what's going to happen at the end of this that tells me that this is worthwhile? Or am I just, as you say, praying in spring? It's it, honestly, Bob, in, in selling to retailers, it's a leap of faith. It, it really mm-hmm. is. It's, it's one of those things where you really have to understand where you are on a constant basis and how it's going to change. Now you could come in and prove all of your KPIs and deliver on the value hypothesis that you generated with the retailer. And then they'll come back and say, no, not right now. Thanks. You know, and you can say you want to put that into a contract, but you go to a retailer and say, if I do this, then you have to do that. They're going to go, see ya. Cause that's not trust. <laughs> right. So yes. Yeah. I just I just think so much about the internal pressure when you're the technology provider person, right? I'm only 37 years old too. (laughs) (laughs) We've been at this for a while, haven't we, Larry? Oh my gosh! But but as have I. But which is why I love this episode so much because you've got you know C-suite executives at your own company. Why are you only talking to a manager level person? Where's the commitment? Why don't they have any skin in the game? Right. Mm-hmm. And I go back and say, well, dude, you got to understand it. it's a leap of faith. Like you got to just, I mean, that's really hard to sell. It is internally. It is. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of, you know, investing of not only your resources, but your time and your company's money yeah. to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, you really have to stay on top of, where you are. I know I keep saying that, but that's really it. If you don't, if you kind of let it get away from you and it be- not becomes a, it becomes a non a priority, yeah. uh, then, then you're in trouble and you might as well start preparing an exit strategy to save yourself time and money. Felipe, what do you think? How would you coach that poor yeah. salesperson? <laughs> well, at first, it's, it's, it's just as much as they're choosing you, you're choosing them, right? So it's, it goes back to that is what kind of company is this? In other words, is this a company that has a history of running POCs to see what sticks on the wall? Uh, and, and they pick one at 20, right? And, and you see them constantly on the news showing off their latest POC. Uh, they may call it something else, but that's what it is. And you never see it again. Well, if that's the case, I may have to think about it twice before I commit a lot of resources and money uh, into working with them. Yeah. I may do a little bit. You know, I may not shut the door, but I may not be as full forward and say, yeah, let's go for it. Versus a company that may not do as much, but you always see them pro- as progressive leaders. And you always see them as, yes, they're continuing to move the needle. Yes, they are working with it. It may take a longer longer. But usually those are the companies are going to be worth investing into uh, from a supply perspective. Yeah. Uh, but you got to do your homework. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so let's, let's kind of start to, to bring this to a close. You guys have worked together for a long time 
and I, I know one of the answers is going to be trust, but but if you could describe for the audience why your all's relationship has worked so well, what would you guys say? Felipe? Uh, uh, so, so other than trust, um, but trust comes from something, right? Trust comes from working together and playing together and talking together and, and uh, have, being empathetic. Uh, and, and, and Larry said, you know, you're making smarter, Felipe. I, I feel the same way, right? As iron sharpens iron. Um, and so the idea is that when you break down the barriers and when you stop talking to each other as retailer versus uh, supplier vendor, you start seeing, and it takes a while, right? But once you start getting to the place where you say, look, we're all looking for the same thing. We're both looking for how are we going to make the customer's lives and the employee's lives and the world better uh, and whatever that means in your neck of the woods. Uh, then you can work towards it together. Yeah, it's, it's no longer one versus the other. It's no longer let's do a sales. It's now how do we collaborate on the business side, but also on the on the more personal side to make our lives better. Uh, it, it sounds cliche, uh, but it really just it becomes a friendship more than a, a, a business uh, transaction, and and that's what trust really boils down to. People buy from people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Larry, Larry, how would you contribute to that? Um, I, I think it's exactly spot on. And one thing that I would add is learning how to, it's a part of collaboration, learning how to manage the conflict that's going to arise um, in our relationship. Because there's many times Felipe has told me, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and, and that's great. I love the honesty of it because it helps me be better and it helps me, you know, start to navigate a new direction. Um, but that's, that's an area that I think sometimes falls to the wayside. Uh, people are busy and they forget to sit down over a cocktail and go, you're making a mistake. And if you don't correct it, it's not going to help you here. That's, that's valuable in our partnership because I tell him when he's making a mistake and he tells me when he, when I'm making one. But we don't take it personally. We built the trust. We built a relationship. We built a collaboration where we can say, hey, we disagree. Yep. And that's okay. And that's that to me, that's Very a true. healthy client partner relationship. That's that's mm-hmm. the value that I think we bring together. One plus one may equal four in our case. Uh, but it's it's all about working together, collaborating, being honest. Don't be afraid to tell the hard truth. Uh, and also, you know, respect each other's point of view. Mm. So that's kind of it. Yep. Good stuff. Is there anything that we haven't covered that y- you guys feel like would be a great omission if we skipped over something? Mm. Thinking. No, I, I think from my side, I think, you know, the whole idea of being purposeful, but yep. but listening before talking is mm. critical when working with retailers. Uh, and expect it to take a lot longer than you think. Uh, and that's, that's, that's the piece of the puzzle that most people have to understand going in. Yeah. Yeah. Felipe, I talk about the entrepreneur's cocktail sometimes, and I think it's the same here, which is equal parts hubris and naivete, right? This is like amazing. Like, of course, this is like the coolest thing ever. And the naivete part is like, why the heck is this taking so long? 
Yeah. Like, dude, everything takes long. <laughs> it just everything. takes way longer than it should, but it is what it is, right? It goes back to it. Yeah. If you have a partner who work with you, it's a lot easier uh, yeah. to be able to do. No, but I think uh, we, we've, we've covered it all. The, I would say one of the things, I guess it's an emphasis, is the why. Why are you, why, why do you even exist? Why did you bring this product to market? Because uh, that's going to drive a lot of the customers you can look for and the way you're going to sell it. Uh, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. In other words, if what you want is to make a million bucks, that's fine, but that's going to limit what customers and how you're going to do it and who you're going to sell to. And it may take you a little bit longer. If on the other hand, you're trying to solve a real problem, it's a different way of approaching it, right? So <laughs> so think about what your why before uh, before you start down that path. That, that really resonates. We have a uh, kind of a uh, spinoff of career club that we call cool companies you should know which tends to be around more emerging technology companies and that is 100 the first piece of the whole conversation why like what, what is the market gap what was the unmet need that you guys saw and how do you uniquely fulfill that that need mm -hmm. if you can't answer that question it's sort of like have a chance yeah because uh, we raised 25 million bucks. Well, okay, but that's not good that's not you. a market need. That might be good for you, but that's not a market need. So well, they get I, into the what before they get into the why, and that's yeah. That's always, that's always an issue. You know, no. it's the old Simon Sinek why what why how and what formula, yep. and most people while they read it, they don't follow it. So yeah. So no, I, I this is great. I mean, you know, so much of this is just sort of life principles. Right? Mm -hmm. It's relationship building. It takes time. There's not a shortcut. We have uh, we had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, Dory Clark, who is a, a frequent uh, Harvard Business Review contributor, professor at both Duke and Columbia, which is ridiculous. Wow. And she wrote a great book wow. called The Long Game. Mm -hmm. And and that's it, whether it's again in you know, life or careers or whatever. Like there's rarely, rarely a shortcut. And it takes time. And unfortunately, we want to always sort of be chasing the, the short answer. And there's typically not a short answer that lasts. You want to enjoy the ride for the same reason, right? Yeah. So yeah. And that's that's the other reason to make sure you're working with the right people. Um, yeah. Because you want to make sure that while you're waiting for the sale to close, you had a good time. Hey, amen. <laughs> you, you enjoyed yourself. Absolutely. Well, guys, this has been awesome. Like two uh, uh, professionals I have a ton of respect for. You, know, you guys are uh, in a space that's near and dear to my heart. And yet you've you've been able to successfully navigate something that many, many people struggle with. And so I appreciate you know, kind of the plain truth here and that there's not a secret code that you know nobody's figured out yet. You guys have figured it out. And I think it just gets back to some really foundational principles that if we follow those and build trust, earn the right to proceed, solve a real problem, know your why, you're probably going to have success. So you are, yeah, I so, agree. Great conversation. Thank you guys so much for for coming on today, Larry. Thank you so much for the introduction. Thank you, this was sure. phenomenal. Thank you. So Felipe, it's been great to get to know you, and uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing your expertise as well.
Thanks for having us on. Really appreciate it. it was Absolutely. Fun. So thank you everybody for listening. This has been a ton of fun today and uh, please make sure you tune in for future episodes of Career Club Live and thank you again for listening. I know you're gonna find it. You've got to-